This is the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. I am your host, as always, Nick Toro Jr., sitting here at Right Eye Dominant Headquarters in beautiful Albuquerque, New Mexico. Today's subject is a little bit of a book review, and it's not a photo book per se, but it is a a book about photography, and it is by a photographer, a very, very amazing, great photographer named Robert Adams. This book is a book of essays, and it's called Why People Photograph. It is published by Aperture, and it is a, I would say, right off the top, this book should be in every photographer's library. And I'll tell you why. First of all, there's plenty of photo criticism out in the world, especially online. Uh, One might think that even on social media, if somebody doesn't like your photo, that's (laughs) photo criticism. It's rare that we actually get writing about photography that is insightful and enlightening. And what's extra special about this particular book is the fact that Robert Adams is a photographer. He's able to parse why people take photographs, what it is about the process that we find so attractive, what are the challenges, what are the vulnerabilities that we all share when we go out searching for imagery with our cameras. I want to talk a little bit about this book today. This isn't a formal review by any stretch of the imagination, nor is it um, cliff notes for any photo history students out there who might be listening. Although you may glean some really uh, useful information from my brief exploration of this book. So thanks for joining me. Without further ado, let's get into a discussion. Why People Photograph by Robert Adams. So before I jump into any discussion about the book, Why People Photograph, I just want to provide a little background on Robert Adams um, and his life. Robert Adams was born in 1937. He was born in Orange, New Jersey. So right off the bat, he gets points for being a Jersey boy, like myself. He didn't originally uh, study as a photographer. He actually pursued uh, degrees in English and uh, master's studies in uh, English literature. But um, what's really, uh, I think, telling is that, you know, he discovered photography after he did formal studies and... uh, I think this informs why his writing on photography is so insightful. And I appreciate it a lot because it's not overly academic. Uh, I think it's very straightforward. And in some ways, if you look at Robert Adams' photographs, there's definitely a parallel between his uh, technical aesthetic approach to his photography and his writing style for sure. Most of his photographs are uh, of the American West, the new American West that uh, he, he found himself immersed in starting in the 1970s. He was a participant in the 
famous exhibit New Topographics, Photographs of a Man-Altered Landscape, which still to this day is influencing countless photographers who are exploring the contemporary landscape. Robert Adams also is a recipient of uh, Guggenheim Fellowships, a MacArthur Fellowship, uh, Hasselblad Award. So, you know, he's certainly not toiling in obscurity. Yet at the same time, I think just, you know, as we live in this little bubble of, of photography world that we, we find ourselves in, his notoriety and recognition probably doesn't reach the heights that he certainly deserves. So with that, let's jump into the book. So the title of the book is Why People Photograph. Like I said earlier, it's published by Aperture. Aperture, of course, is one of the most highly regarded photo book publishers in the world. Aperture was started by Minor White, Ansel Adams, uh, and a group of like-minded photographers back in the uh, 50s. And so the fact that they are, you know, now the photo establishment and a resource for still, you know, the, the, the pinnacle, I'd say, of, of the art form today, uh, publishing uh, bodies of work and also critical literature about the medium where this book squarely falls. I'm not going to interpret too much about what's in this book, but I do want to dive in and share some highlights and read a few passages, quote a few statements, and then give you my impression on it. What is really wonderful, and I'm just going to take this right off the back cover, is a pull quote from the book, and this is a good starting point. And this is uh, Robert Adams, and I quote, At our best and most fortunate, we make pictures because of what stands in front of the camera. To honor what is greater and more interesting than we are. We never accomplish this perfectly, though in return we are given something perfect, a sense of inclusion. Our subject thus redefines us and is part of the biography by which we want to be known. End quote. I love that statement, and it really is, I mean, if nothing else, cuts to the core of that question, why do people photograph? We, as human beings, we can stand in a spot and look and feel and smell and react to an environment with all of our senses. And there's something that drives us as artists and specifically as photographers to record what we have in front of us to capture a little bit of that experience and even though it is a photograph it is it's somewhat limited because uh, you're only capturing what's fitting in the frame not all of the other elemental things that are going on around you while you're taking that photograph but I think that's what he means when he says uh, we never accomplish this perfectly um, because I think that's an impossible task to capture whatever this interesting thing is in front of us. Uh, but we get something back in return, and he's saying this is a perfect thing. It's a sense of inclusion. And, um, you know, I often think about when I'm out in the field or I'm in an environment with my camera, and I'm wondering, well, why am I even doing this? 
Um, and some of it is I want to show other people that I've been someplace, I, I've gone somewhere, maybe somewhere they haven't had the ability to get to, uh, the privilege to travel to. Also, um, you know, a lot of confronting an environment with a camera is a way of processing my own feelings about that space, that, that place. And whether it's a feeling of, of comfort or a feeling of threat or some sort of fear of an environment, the camera helps me uh, interpret that. What's really powerful, though, about this quote is it really rings true to me is that when I when I look at the results of my photographic exploration I do feel that I'm included somehow emotionally or psychically or spiritually with the subject or the environment that I photographed that's a really uh, powerful and uh, empowering thought Sometimes I have an existential struggle with why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I reacting to specific environments with my camera? This quote has really recontextualized and, and redefined that question for me and helped me be motivated to continue my work. Another passage from Robert Adams' book, Why People Photograph, uh, he goes into a little bit of a discussion of how he feels about fellow photographers. And I find this really an interesting uh, subject to think about for myself. If one were to admit that they do see what other photographers are working on, there may be envy or jealousy or our own sort of insecurities that manifest when we look at other people's work and I think part of that is just being a human being so this next quote by Robert Adams actually it turns that whole idea on its head so here is another passage and I quote I have to admit that there is another reason I like photographers they don't tempt me to envy the profession is short on dignity nearly everyone has fallen down been the target of condescension, the stereotypical image of a photographer being that of a mildly contemptible, self-indulgent dilettante. They've been harassed by security guards. They've dropped expensive equipment. Almost all photographers have incurred large expenses in the pursuit of tiny audiences, finding that the wonder they'd hope to share is something few want to receive. Nothing is so clarifying, for instance, as to stand through the opening of an exhibition to which only the officials have come, end quote. I love this for so many reasons. First of all, I'm very familiar with the body of work of, of Robert Adams. In a lot of ways, uh, he represents a, a level of achievement in the art world, in the photographic art world, that uh, many of us would be really happy to achieve ourselves or certainly something that I would aspire to. And yet, and I think this is one of the real grounding values of, the, of reading this book, is that he uh, strips away not only that, you know, that envious, jealous sort of streak that many of us probably carry 
if we're honest with ourselves about other people's work and instead creates almost a, a you know an empathy for other photographers because we all sort of in the we're all sort of in the same boat uh, we all have similar struggles and ultimately what we want and what we desire again if we're being honest is that we'll have a large audience for our work people who will be uh, impressed by our, our skill, uh, impressed by our aesthetic decisions, and uh, also maybe impressed enough to buy a print or a book from us. I mean, let's be honest, uh, we would love to be financially rewarded from our toils, if, if at all possible. Yet, you know, here's a guy, Robert Adams, that he's talking about being at an exhibit, and it feels like he's speaking from first-hand experience where he's at an exhibit and the only other people there are the people who are actually putting on the show and maybe the security guards who are working at the gallery or the museum. And I find that really humbling and uh, grounding. Also just realize that um, those aren't reasons to stop working or stop aspiring to create my own work and, and fulfill my own vision. And whether it's five people who are seeing it 20 people on Instagram or a few people a day who visit my website or you listener right now who's listening to this podcast who I'm you know connecting with and sharing thoughts and perspective with I thank Robert Adams for keeping uh, keeping me humble and grounded in in my perspective so Robert Adams actually expands on this thought about an audience in a chapter in the book that's called Collectors, he talks about art collectors and the relationship that artists and collectors have with each other. But the, he opens the chapter with an interesting statement. And I quote, artists sometimes claim that they work without thought of an audience, that they make pictures just for themselves. We are not deceived. The only reward worth that much effort is a response. And if no one pays attention, or if the artist cannot live on hope, then he or she is lost. And again, I think this is just a really nice way as creators to challenge ourselves. I think that a lot of the dismissal about an audience or the audience reaction to our work, what we create, is a protection of our ego. And so going back to what Adam said earlier, you put in all of this effort, this time, this internal struggle, uh, physical challenge to get the work made, to get to a specific place to create your photographs to put yourself perhaps in harm's way. And that is uh, fulfilling or that is driving you for personal reasons. But to dismiss your need or your desire for an audience to see the work and react to it, I think that, again, that's really just protecting yourself from you know, the disappointment of not being received, not having your work reviewed, not having your work accepted. Uh, you know, we, we tell ourselves, well, I'm going to do the work anyway. And that may well be true. But 
We really, I think, honestly do want acceptance. We do want approval. Or at least we want an audience to see what we've created and provoke some thought in their minds and maybe hear back what the work means to them. Maybe we never really find that out. But to deny that that is part of our process, as Adams is saying, I think is just not really being honest with ourselves. And so again, reading something like that in this book just gives me some personal perspective. Again, it's these moments of honesty with with myself. I'm doing this podcast. I'm doing the podcast as this sort of practice for myself to focus on work, to prove that I can do something, to share my thoughts in a platform that other people can respond to, uh, to share my passion with other people. The, The important thing is I want people to hear what I'm creating. I'm glad you're listening to these words right now. I'm not going to lie that that is part of my motivation. And it isn't to be lauded or highly recognized as some sort of expert on the medium because I am far from it. I'm just a guy who loves photography and loves to talk about it and hopefully uh, can share some of that with the world. But sharing it is part of the process. And whether it's putting up photos in a frame on a wall or on my website or sharing words in a blog or sharing thoughts in this podcast, the audience is important. And to say otherwise, I think you're just not being honest about your own motivations. I could probably go on for hours and little bits and pieces from this book and share my thoughts about it. But I'll just end with this recommendation again, as I said at the onset of this episode, Robert Adams, Why People Photograph, published by Aperture. It's a soft cover book, probably set you back about 20 bucks at a bookstore of your choice online or in person. I think that it's a great uh, read front to back, but um, also just picking it up from time to time has been really valuable for me. And I have multiple lines highlighted, pages are dog-eared. Two quotes that I'm going to leave uh, this discussion with, uh, both are actually on the same page that I'm looking at right now, early in the book. The first is... uh, If I like many photographers, and I do, I account for this by noting a quality they share, which is animation. They may or may not make a living by photography, but they are alive by it. And uh, I am right there with them. (laughs) Photography keeps me energized, keeps me alive, really. Keeps me inspired, keeps me curious. So I understand completely what he's saying there. Here's the last quote that I want to share, and this one I'm going to write. Uh, I'm going to write in big letters on my wall, and I'm going to use it for inspiration. And I encourage you all to to make note of it and do the same. He says at the end, "I promise myself that I will take grand, unsafe pictures." I'm really going to ponder that one, and I hope you do as well. You know, just pushing yourself to create work that is 
not only original, but reflects how you feel about the world and how you see the world. Often takes courage. It often takes strength to face your fears. And what I think he's saying is to face your fears through your work, through your artistic practice, through your photographic output. But to zero in on that last thought, unsafe pictures. There's risk involved to get to the truth. Sometimes we have to go out on a limb into an unsafe place, but I think the rewards are well worth it. With that, I'll wrap things up. I would like to thank all of you for listening. I would like to thank Robert Adams for creating not only an inspiring body of photographic work, but his writing on photography is really a really important part of the medium, and I encourage you all to explore it further. Thank you for listening. This has been the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. I have been your host, Nick Toro Jr. Thanks for listening, and until next time, stay well. The music for today's episode is courtesy of the Free Music Archive, The Conant Project, PC3, and Jazar. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero, 